episode number 63 Migos Culture Hip Hop Review Podcast. Let's get big on big bitches. <laughs> What up, Vontae the Pro? We are back. Yes, sir. Episode number Ben Garland 63. 63. Uh (laughs) That way. (laughs) And look, man, uh, 63. Uh, I'm excited to be here. We have Migos, Culture, uh, Vontae the Pro. I'm excited to tackle this. Yes, sir. Me too. It it works out well because, you know, Atlanta, unfortunately, they they lost the Super Bowl. Unfortunately. uh, we 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 gonna review an Atlanta artist with uh, Migos culture. Yep, yep. And uh, if you guys are listening to this podcast and you really fuck with, it, with what we're doing, you guys been following us for a while. We started up a, a GoFundMe account. Mm-hmm. Just look up Hip Hop Review Podcast. We're trying to uh, get some guests on here, upgrade our equipment. So if you fuck with what we're doing, we appreciate you dropping a couple of dollars. Yes, you know, sir. Not nothing much, but whatever you feel. Just search Hip Hop Review Podcast. We'll pop right up. <laughs> right now, we're looking kind of dry. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we can do better. And if you can't, man, make sure you guys drop a review on our on our podcast. That helps mm-hmm. us climb our charts, helps us grow. Shout out to uh, Hip Hop Sweetheart for dropping a review. Shout, shout out uh, All Good 21 hey. for dropping a review. And uh, yeah, man, if you guys can, can, make sure you guys do so. And let's get into this review. We're doing Migos, Culture. And if anybody hasn't heard of these guys, Migos, mm-hmm. let's hit them with a little background check. Who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. A god. I just told you. That's right. A god. Migos coming out of Lawrence, Georgia. I I thought they was from Atlanta. That's not what Wikipedia said. (laughs) Lawrenceville, Georgia. It's probably close. Okay, okay. uh, Migos is a hip-hop group made up of three rappers. Mm -hmm. Quavo, Takeoff. An offset, mm-hmm. and now uh, they're all related. One of them's one of the uncles. One of them is cousins. So, oh, they family? Yeah, they family, and oh. they grew up together. Oh, damn! So that's the reason they kind of bounce off each other. Well, they uh, grew up together, and they got that synergy. Yeah, that's that's tight. Yeah, uh, Migos first splashed on most people' radar in 2013 with a single. Versace. Versace, Versace. <laughs> Versace, Versace, Versace. <laughs> and uh, later that year, they dropped a mixtape, YRN. Mm-hmm. Young Thank you for yeah. saying that. Young 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 <laughs> I got you, Will yeah, Gill. Thank you. In 2014, they dropped a follow-up, No Label 2. Mm-hmm. Later that year, they signed a, uh, a record deal with 300 Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Under 300, they dropped records like Young Rich, Niggas two, <laughs> and the single Fight Night, which mm-hmm. a lot of people is really feeling. They mm-hmm. dropped a Rich Nigga Timeline and the debut album Young Rich Nation. Mm. And after all that work, man, mm-hmm. Migos decided to leave 300 Entertainment for quality control music in 2015. They felt like they'll get more bread under the new label, mm. so they bounced. 
Mm, so, okay. Uh, good luck, Migos. <laughs> and, uh, under the new label, they dropped the mixtape Back to the Bando mm. with the lead single Look at My Dab. <laughs> Look at well, My Dab. I'm pretty sure everybody tired of that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Look at this trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think, man, it's only right that we review the new album from uh-huh. Migos, which is Culture. And Vontae the Pro, going into this album, we got yeah, yeah. 13 songs. How do you feel about this Migos Culture album? Before getting into it, I was all the way up going into this album i'm not gonna lie i was hyped coming like like the migos are coming back and uh, i enjoy the migos for a couple of reasons like and, and when i say a couple of reasons it's not for bad and bougie <laughs> but overall i like I, I like everything they've been doing for the culture i like how they came out independent and um they just had like a ridiculous amount of success um i when i first heard them i heard them uh hannah montana that was my first time hey. i heard, first time heard, hearing them and then versace versace like how you just said in 2013 and i like from from gate like i thought that these guys were going to be a problem um and then i just feel like they just hit the ground running and, and they just had something special and they were able to create like a new style within hip-hop and they pretty much had everybody biting their flow and i just feel like when it comes down to the migos like from their banging flows like their uh, refreshing um beats and just like not to mention like the perseverance like i feel like the migos are one of my favorites from atlanta when i say perseverance like i feel like they've been through so much shit in such a short amount of time Word. and i feel like just to see them keep pushing like you know they, a couple of them went to jail um the music didn't exactly like uh, it, it worked but it only worked for like the for the trap you know the trap heads yeah so i kind of felt like they just kept pushing and they wanted to earn the respect <laughs> that they felt like they did they deserved and I, I just thought that was like really special and i feel like um, not everybody has perseverance. Not everybody right. has that drive. Not everybody has that um, that push. So, man, I, I fuck with the Migos. I'm, I'm really excited for this album. How are you feeling, Will Gill? All right. Uh, raindrop. <laughs> Drop top. Drop top. <laughs> Hip hop review coming for the top top. <laughs> First, I want to say that. Make a meme. Yeah. Make a meme. We need yeah. that. <laughs> Broad Street bully. But I uh, like that. I like that. <laughs> but going into this album, man, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, with the lead single "Bad and Bougie," it's definitely not one of my favorite records of the year. Okay. I feel like it's low key kind of overhyped after uh, mm. Donald Glover kind of shouted it out on, on stage. It's kind of like. Bounce to number one after being a joke, which kind of threw me off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Migos and that trap sound music is personally what I'm not really into. Uh, oh, I know, I, I know. I, I look into lyricism when I listen to rappers. Uh, that trap sound is not usually what I gravitate to. Yeah. So going into this album, I wasn't really excited to listen to it, but it seemed like they had so much hype behind them. Yeah, yeah. That I, whether we were doing this podcast or not, I would have had to listen to it. Because that's how strong the hype behind this album was yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. And uh, so, I wanted to give it a chance. Yeah. I try to go in with an open mind. And that's <laughs> the only thing that I could say that I was uh, thinking when I was going into this album. And uh, with all that being said, man, let's uh, let's get into our highlight record, dog. All right, man. Tell them to bow down to me and greatness. Well, they ain't never do what I do. They wish they could do right. what I do. Special cloth alert. This is a lot of special cloth on this uh, on this album, Montana mm-hmm. Pro. And um, do you have? There's 13 songs. Do you have a highlight? Yeah, I'm saying. Let me go out? first. Let me go all first because right, right. I guess you know you you say you know trap sound is not your you know your go to sound, but it is mine. It okay, is mine. okay. And when the, I found a track, you know, the, pretty much this whole album is trap based, but I feel like track number six, Slippery, featuring Gucci Man, the Flair. Gucci. <laughs> I feel like that one had um had a lot of sauce on that one, man. But I want to say first, first, really first and foremost, I want to say like. 
It's one thing to have a catchy record. Okay. But it's another thing to have a catchy beat to go along with it. And I feel like when it comes down to this instrumental, like, I feel like it's just, it's just crazy. I feel like it's out of the world. And it's coming from, like, I'm a producer. And, like, I don't really know, like, what his inspiration was. Um, the producer behind it was O.G. Barker, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, Parker, which is, like, one of the Migos in-house producers. So it makes a lot of sense because, like, I feel like this uh, um, this song, this production goes along with this, uh, uh, this album very well. But it's really dope, man. I feel like... I feel like the inspiration came from like these niggas were just in the studio getting hella high and they, um, somebody d- decided to turn on E.T. They felt inspired and it was just like, yo, let's just make something that sound like we in a spaceship. Like, let's just do that. <laughs> and I just feel like that's what the production like it does and it speaks to me. So it sounds spacey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the sound that they use. Like, it's very tra- traditional trap sounding drums and whatnot. Word. But just the lead sound. Like, it's not even a synth. I, I don't even know where, I don't even know what keys they're playing. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it just really dope to me but my interpretation of this song um okay so i feel like with the migos they're always trying to um they're always trying to move the culture (laughs) and i feel like when i say that it's like they're trying to say let's move away from from you know air quotes wet and let's now no let's now move forward now being called you know straight up slippery that's what i feel like that's what i feel like it's just kind of like it reminds me of like when the migos killed swag and they started dabbing everywhere like like, i didn't even put that together that we're moving on from wet to slippery yeah yeah Seriously, okay. seriously. Okay. Migos killed swag and they are killing wet. Because everybody, all these rappers claim to be wet. It, I haven't heard one say that they slippery. I haven't heard <laughs> one. And the Migos is the first one. Okay. So it was really dope. It's just really dope. I feel like slippery overall on track number six featuring Gucci Man. I feel like it's just a perfect place to start somebody on this album. I feel like we get A1 Productions, wet lyrics, and then, and then we even get good lyrics from Gucci Man. Gucci. And, and I'm not I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Gucci fan. I'm not the hugest one over the last couple of years. I feel like he's kind of been um reciting some lyrics. But I feel like um it's dope. Like Gucci's is being Gucci, telling us how he buys uh Ferraris like he's buying Jordans and he's Mike and we pimping you know <laughs> so I thought that was dope but one thing that I found like uh that caught my ear a lot he ends the he ends his 16 with saying that um uh he's a murderer but uh he doesn't promote violence but I am so sorry Gucci man because the lie detector determines that that is a lie <laughs> that is a lie Gucci because like okay if we're not even going to talk about Gucci we just want to talk about like what happens next in the song so right after he says that takeoff comes on and he starts his verse and the first thing he says the very first fucking line dead shot AK make your head rock so it's like Gucci just said oh no I don't promote violence and the first thing we hear is violence right after that so it's just like yeah you know it's cool or whatever but it's just like it caught my attention it caught my ear and it's just like ah, I can listen to it and I can nod my head and act like I didn't hear it but it's just like ah, come on come on come on word, word. But, um, but I don't know o- overall all in all I feel like Slippery is just a solid record um, from a scale to um, one to five I would give it a four easily I highly recommend it and like I said I would start somebody off here on, on this album, and I felt like they would um they, they would get excited for the rest of the album. Um, did, did you like Slippery? Did you uh, like track number six? Yeah, uh, I definitely co-sign what you're saying about the production. Great, uh, great production on that record. And look, mm-hmm. I never thought I would say this sentence in my <laughs> life. <laughs> What's up? But look. Gucci has the best guest feature verse on the album. On the album? On the album. On the, Gucci no, has the best verse on the feature. No. So we have Travis Scott. 
we have two chains. We have Gucci Man, Lil Uzi Vert, mm-hmm. and a, a, a screaming DJ Khaled. <laughs> and I would say Gucci Man got the best verse on the album as a feature. It's authentic. Yeah, I never thought I would say that because the back end of Gucci's verse when he's uh, self-describing him, like how you talked about earlier when yeah. he said. Uh, promote violence but i'm not a murderer yeah to yeah. me that moment of this of the song gucci's verse is just pure gold and it's yeah. one of my favorite moments of the album it's like him saying like all these things self-describing himself and i just love it because like low-key is kind of true and kind of false at the same time yeah it, and that's impressive to pull off the only the only part that is um uh Fabricated is pretty much when he's saying I don't promote violence. Yeah. Because when he says I'm a murderer, but I don't promote violence, it kind of gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Gucci <laughs> Man is really a murderer. He's really a murderer, and then like it just it just blows my mind a lot. So that it catches your ear. Word. So it caught my ear and it caught yours, and I feel like it'll catch everyone else's. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it's Word. really dope. Great really, point. really Great dope. Point. Um. So all right. So after you got to listen to this trap heavy album you know yes. and um did you find a favorite Will Gill did you find something that you would like or would tell me or any, anyone yeah, else yeah man uh I wanna highlight track number three t-shirt mm, great at, record great yeah, record as soon as this record came on it felt familiar to me so I kinda just like gravitated to it naturally mm. and look shout out to friend of the podcast Brandy B hey. aka um <laughs> Uh, Britney Brit, <laughs> who I, I, I like to call her, but she's been dropping gems, man. Uh, she told us on Twitter that the instrumental of this song is a slow down instrumental from them franchise boys, is White T, hence the title T shirt. What? Yeah, the instrumental on T-shirt is a slowed down version of White T, and that's why it's called T-shirt. I am going back to this song and listening. Holy shit! Yeah, shout out Brandy B because she came through uh, with that fact, and that little tidbit. But uh, back to the back to the production on this song. I love the bounce on this song that it hits you with as soon as it starts. Ill hook, choppy flow that perfectly fits with the instrumental. Mm-hmm. The hook has a dope homage to the franchise boys, where he says, uh, "Mama told me not to sell work." Seventeen mm. five, same color T-shirt. That's on white tees. That's no, that's uh. But he's talking about like white tees, same color T-shirt. Yeah, talking about like I'm wearing the tall white tee. Damn! Yeah. My mind has just been <laughs> fucking blown. Holy shit! Yeah, man. There's levels to this. <laughs> Beagles on this track is just coming through, hitting us with like the coolest flow I think I've ever heard. Mm. Perfectly placed ad libs. And uh, they came through with like just great drunk bars, like bitches call me Poppy Sachi, that's my hobby. <laughs> like bars like that, they don't sound like much when you sober, <laughs> but when you drunk. <laughs> That shit be feeling mad real. Yeah. Even if, like, personally, you can't relate to them, it's cool to pretend. It's cool <laughs> to pretend that Sachi is your hobby. Yep. And, uh, that's Put yourself my hi- in that world. Yeah, that's my highlight for um, for this album, track number three, T-shirt. Overall, overall great record. And uh, if you didn't know about that tidbit about them franchise boys, YT, Man. make sure you listen to YT and then hop into T-shirt and uh, you'll see uh, the instrumental sample. alert. Wow. I am impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like track number two. I didn't know those reasons, but my reasons of why I like track number two, I feel like... Uh, I feel like it's just a strip club anthem. Yeah. I feel like if you put this on in a strip club, it is about to go down. It yeah. is about to go down. <laughs> and, and I just I just love the song. And I, um, I'm not going to lie. It didn't make much sense to me. Like when I first heard T-shirt and like I'm listening to the hook and I'm like, okay, this is cool. But why are you calling it a T-shirt? What, what, is, what does a T-shirt represent? But 
that's crazy that there's homage right here. Like, I, man, it's, it, for me, it blows my mind because I feel like I was um I was expecting something to be transparent, but I felt like I was like, man, what the fuck am I talking about? Migos transparency? What the fuck? Yeah. That's never happens. Like I can never really exactly understand what they're trying to do the first time, and I gotta like listen to it a couple times. But I feel like on this record overall, you kind of like talked about it. Like everybody was really in their pocket, and all together, I feel like like they just make a good record, and I feel like. They said they said they all they're all gonna get together and they're like, all right, we need to show everybody what the Migos are, what we're made of, and let's let's put it all on one track. And I feel like that's what T-shirt is because the flow is crisp, it's like really precise, like it's just really on point. And I feel like overall, for me personally, I'm gonna give it from um, one to five. I'll give it a three and a half. Okay. A three and a half out of five. Um, it might not be a hit record, but I feel like it's a wavy record. Word. word. Very 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 wavy, dripping in sauce. Dope record, man. I got to go back to it now, after, especially after a little fun fact. All right, man. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, on to the pro. Do you want to hop into general? Yes, sir. Let's get right into it. <laughs> this is special cloth alert. <laughs> more special cloth Vontae the Pro. <laughs> hey man, since you went first, I'm gonna go first. Alright, go ahead, go ahead. And I think it's only right. Alright, what's up? That we start our general mm-hmm. with the intro track, Culture. Culture! <laughs> and look man, I feel if you're gonna have an album called Culture, mm-hmm. it is very appropriate to have DJ Kelly yelling all through your intro. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Yeah, don't you feel like it's appropriate? It makes sense. <laughs> if uh, somebody is signifying the culture right now, I really do think it's DJ Khaled. Like, he's really like a stereotype <laughs> at this point. I can see that. And, I can see and, that. and it works. But one, one thing that I wish was a little adjusted, low-key, I'm kind of disappointed. What's up? That uh, it wasn't DJ drama. Yelling through the uh, oh, intro. Oh, boy. Yeah. That would have been way yeah. better. I know Khaled got the oh. juice. I know he got the juice right now. Yeah, but I would yeah. love the Atlanta synergy of having Drum oh yelling through the record God. over Khaled. But overall, I like I like the feel of the song. That's when a good I, point. When I first That's heard it, point. I love the vibe. But I can't get past the fact that I wish it was DJ yeah. Drama. I feel like, okay. I'm going to jump out the window and say, who has done more for the culture? DJ Drama or DJ Khaled? I'm going to go with DJ Drama. Gangsta Grills. This nigga DJ Drama went to jail for this shit. Yeah. Like, for pushing the culture forward in a certain direction. Especially for the South. Yeah, especially for the South. Especially, especially like classic mixtapes under his name. Like... Damn, that's a good ass point right yeah. there. And like uh, you know, like for me personally, like when I when I heard track number one, um, I thought DJ Khaled was cool. I thought it was kind of dope or whatever. But I was just wondering whose idea was it? <laughs> whose idea was it? His idea? Was he just like he, you know he 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 has to see what we see and we see the Migos are turning up and they're heating up right now. So I don't know if he was like, let me bless the album. He's the one trying to hop on. Is he he the one thank that reached you. out or did Migos reach out? And thank you. That's what I that's what I'm wondering. It's not a big deal. But who reached out? That's, but it that's does what I'm make a about. difference. It does. <laughs> it does. And what's dope about like track number one? I mean, even though it's an intro and um, it's kind of like here and there, like it's not. It's just an intro. Um, I feel like I can hear the synergy. I, I really like that record. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't love the record, but I like it. I like how. Um, I like. I feel like they bounced off each other well, Word. and I feel like just overall, like I, I really like that, and I just. Um, I, I don't know. I, I didn't think that things were super, super interesting, but I think I felt like it just really got turned up. Like when Takeoff says things like, um, 
uh, no, you ain't a hundred. Your chain might get snatched. And the reason why I say the reason why um, little weird thing. I don't know if you knew this, Will Gill. When he said uh, your chain might get snatched, um, he said that. And Quavo's on this track. You know, they're, they're, he's in the group. And Quavo got his chain snatched. Oh, back in the day. This I want to say back in the day. This might have been a year or two ago. Okay. And this is obvious. This one, World Star. You can go Google it. You can go look it up. You can YouTube it or whatever. <laughs> but it was like, yo. So he just said, um, no, you ain't a hundred. You know, you might get chain snatched. So is Quavo not a hundred? Like what? That's what threw me off. Like, that's what really threw me off. It was like you, you, your chain might get snatched. Like so, what are you trying to say about that? Because we there hasn't been no video like like Quavo just brought a bigger chain. He just said fuck it. Like I'm not gonna like I don't know exactly Damn. how he handled it in the streets, but he just got a bigger chain or whatever, and he was just like all right, whatever. I'm gonna be the bigger person Damn. and just boss up and get the bigger the you know the bigger pendant. So that's what I was thinking. It got my ear first. You know, first track. I'm like all right, this is interesting. Let's see yeah. what's gonna happen. Um, but I just feel like. It just, I don't know, really dope, and I just feel like, um, I feel like overall, there's nothing super, super, super special here, but, but I just feel like, job. yeah, exactly, it does its job very well. So, all right, we talked about the intro track, and I thought you were, we were going to start here. Okay. And I want to talk about a track that I would have started with, and I want to talk about track number four, Bad and Bougie. Ooh, you want to go there? <laughs> Cooking up dope with the Uzi. Ooh, chop chop. <laughs> what you think about Bad and Bougie? You like that song, or what you think? Uh, um... Personally, mm-hmm. no, I don't really like this song. Okay, okay. And, and so okay. since we on um we on the positive side, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it positive and pass it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Mama always said if you ain't got nothing to say, don't say yeah, shit. All right. So how how you feel about Avantide Pro? Bad and bougie. Okay. So when I when every time I think about bad and bougie, I feel like. I'm not going to lie. This song is, is low-key overrated. I'm not going to lie. I'm, uh, I just feel like just the idea itself, the idea that you're trapping, making money, spending money with your girl, that I just feel like it isn't special. Okay. I feel like I feel like Wayne did that back in 05 or something like that. Like I just don't feel like it was super special, but I feel like all right, whatever. Um, hip hop is like a recycle bin. Like things get recycled, and then you know the, it's 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 all about the timing. But I feel like the only reason why the only fucking reason why this song seems to be special to people is because fucking childish Gambino shouted it out at the Golden Globes. Yep. If, if he would have never shouted it out, I'm not gonna say that it would have got swept under the rug. But the shit was a meme. Yeah, 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 and that's that's where I feel like it would have stayed at. But now I feel like since he shouted it out, obviously number uh, you know numbers don't lie. It went number one. And the day it, after. Yeah, the day after, and it's wild. I'm like, how the fuck does this, something like this happen? But it's like, all right, whatever. Bad and bougie, cool, whatever. But it, I just feel like overall, bad and bougie is like it's just low key overrated. I just I just don't really think that it, it deserves the the credit it's deserved. But I what I want to really really say about uh, bad and bougie that I feel like. I just wish that that uh, Takeoff got a verse, man. But I understand why. You know who Takeoff is, right? He's you know no one of the members of, of uh, Migos. Obviously, man. I did a background check. And I, I just want to make sure. Okay. I, feel, I just want, I'm just saying that because like you kind of looked at me like who? <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. They got Lil Uzi Vert on here, and um, he's a hot rapper. You know, I get why they would put him on here. But um, after listening to his verse, like Lil Uzi Vert, there was nothing rememberable about it. Uh-huh. And I just feel like Takeoff, every time I hear Takeoff on this album, every time I hear Takeoff on a song in general, I feel like he's bringing the most personality to the Word. song. And I feel like he just like the sound, the delivery, what he's trying to say. I feel like he's, um, uh, he gets like, uh, he's like the least favorite, but I feel like he's the best out of the okay. group. That's I what I feel like. It. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that's how I feel about Bad and Bougie. You got any, any, uh, any other songs you want to talk about? Yeah, man. 
that was kind of negative on Tether Pro. <laughs> we, we try to keep it positive on this side of the podcast. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. So, uh, hold up, hold up. <laughs> get right with you. I'm going to get right with you. And with that being said, man, I'm going to highlight track number five, Get Right With You. Okay, okay. This has one of my favorite hooks on the album. Uh, this track, Get Right With You. I love the bounce. I love the vibe. Mm-hmm. This beat is, look, it's built around an 808 and a toy flute. Mm, and yeah, the record, yeah, I love that flute. What I like about this song is that this record manages to be fun, mm-hmm. but hard at the same time. <laughs> and man, you, I feel like that's a hard balance to complete. And uh, Migos and the uh, producer, who I think is Saitoven that does this instrumental. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, great balance. Uh, love this record. It's fun. It jumps off. You could be hard to it. You could have fun with it. Uh, it's for the women. It's for the men. And uh, there's no better balance that a record could have then having all those qualities mm-hmm. and that's why i think uh track number five get right which is one of the best songs on the album i can see that i can see that i feel like um get right with you can be played in plenty of like different platforms i feel like yeah. it, can, it can be played in a strip club it could be it could be played in the it's car in the radio mm-hmm. you know with your mom in the car and you wouldn't n- never exactly know like i feel like it could be played like almost anywhere so i really fuck with get right with you um i was surprised i thought you were gonna talk about us uh, another song and the song i want to talk about okay. uh, on the general side track number 12 kelly price featuring uh, travis scott straight up <laughs> yes, sir. the auto-tune god himself yeah. <laughs> i feel like all right so i want to say on um kelly price for me personally i feel like at the end of this record after listening to it several times i feel like it's just a fun record okay. i don't i don't i it could have been on it could have been a mixtape record you know it's fun it's loose it's just not nothing too serious you know that's kind of like but when you think about it that's pretty much what the amigos are and to a certain degree but um nothing too serious on this track good energy um auto tune crazy man i just feel like um i feel like they made this song right after uh pick up the phone yeah it sounds like it yeah you know what i mean like i just feel like they made this right after pick up the phone um and that was a great record i really enjoyed that record a lot it was one of my standout records on um on um on, on that album but i feel like it's not single quality but it's just a really good song um did, who did is you, kelly price by the way do you know fuck man i sh- let me do my googles let me do my googles fuck kelly price fuck google <laughs> <laughs> nah don't fuck kelly price you really know who that is but uh but if you guys know who kelly price is let us know <laughs> please correct us please correct us yeah do you have any other songs you want to talk about because i have a pretty much like wrapping up this album yeah uh, I, I got my opinion about it i got like a couple more songs i want to bring up uh track number seven big on big okay and uh shout big out on big. shout out to uh zaytoven because this instrumental big on big is one of my favorite instrumentals on the album mm. i love the mix of like the light glossy piano that opens up this this song mm-hmm. but it's like mixed with that heavy 808 trap sound i think that's a great blend and uh again it's gonna sound old and i'm, I'm probably gonna say it over and over on this album but i love the fucking hook mm. how you gonna be gonna be how you gonna be gonna be like it's just like how do you not vibe out to record like that and, and, um, and like the whole idea of like talking about like how oh um you know, um, you got a, you got this, and I got that. I'm, yeah, I'm big on big. big. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah, I, I like that whole idea right there. Yeah, it's like taking like braggadocious to like another level because it's mm-hmm. like you bragging, but I'm bragging more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I love that about that record. And uh, I want to bring up a couple more, but I want to talk about Dreads. How do you feel about that record, Dreads, featuring Two Chains? Um, I feel like. These niggas in trouble. 
<laughs> I just don't. I just don't. <laughs> it takes a long time for like the the track to actually like execute itself and okay. like really get its point across. I'm not gonna lie, it's a mixtape record. Oh, okay. I feel like it's a mixtape record. I get what you're saying. I, I didn't bring it up for a reason. It's not like something that would extremely like. I don't know. I just don't see a reason to bring it up. It's not a lot of flavor to the song itself right there. Just because I was expecting more. And it says dreads. And I'm like, all these, everybody got dreads. Oh, it's called dads. Oh, I'm dads, sorry. Dads, 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 I, I don't know why I keep adding the R because they all have dreads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's called dads. Yeah, dads. Um, I'm not going to lie. First couple times I heard it, I mean, that's probably my first time hearing it called dads too. I thought it was dreads from the beginning just because, like, you know, they all got dreads or whatever. Overall, the song itself is, um, uh, it has a lot of skit value to me. Oh, okay. Okay, damn. Yeah. Whoa, shit. Let me bring up some Devil Advocate stuff. All right. Well, you look. Because to you, me, to me, when this record came on, I was like, oh, holy shit. Okay. This sound like some crazy shit is about to happen. Like the first 15 seconds of the song, I'm like, where is this going? <laughs> like if I, like this is how the way I see this song. If I ever had a chance to walk out mm-hmm. to theme music. This might be one of my choices because, like, the build <laughs> of the song at the beginning, like, the first minute of this record is just so godly and large. And I love Offset and uh, Quavo's verses on the song, mm-hmm. especially Offset's verse, like, his last verse. He drops his, one of my favorite bars on the album where he says, statistics say you niggas ain't gangsta. Hmm. If you want to bring up statistics... When you're talking about the probabilities of someone being a gangster mid-song, I'm on board with that, dog. Like, I don't know why, but that shit seemed tight to me. And, uh, dance, I I know you hating on it, but I fuck with that record, man. All right, man. I ain't hating, man. I'm not hating on you liking that song. I feel like it, it, I get why people like the song. I get why someone will put this on the album, but it's just not for me, man. It's just really, really not for me. So, okay, but I want to I want to rewind it just a little bit because I feel like we, I feel like we kind of shitted on Kelly Price. So I just want to clear this up. I did my Google see the no Will Gill said fuck it. Um, Will Will Gill we who is cannot, Kelly Price? Kelly Price who uh, Kelly Price she's, she's who a, Kelly Price she, she's a, she's a gospel singer oh, but she damn. was I'm a, I'm a, this gonna like light bulb gonna go off. She was on Ultralight Beams. Oh shit! The singer, yeah, yeah, yeah. I take that back. <laughs> yeah. My bad. I just wanted you. I just, My bad. I take I that better, back. I feel better now. Like when he just shit it on, it's like wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold yeah. up. Woo, woo. <laughs> All right, I take that back. I unfucked Kelly Price. My bad. <laughs> Damn. All right, but for me, overall on this album, there's um, there's a lot of songs we're not talking about, but I feel like um, overall, I think songs like Get Right With Ya, All Ass, um, Out Your Way. Um, those are just solid records that I just really enjoy. And um, I think if you're going to go out and you're going to spend the night out or do whatever, you're going to have like a good time with your friends or whatever. This is an album to play for sure, man. And I feel like overall, if you're going to be at the strip club and um, you want to see that, you know, like it's, it's getting a little kind of dry. Tell the DJ to play Migos. Play, tell the DJ at the strip club, play Migos. You can down there play any record and Bust it open. It's about to happen. I just feel like it. So overall, this is a this is a very this is um I enjoy this album a lot. It has a very high and low moments, but I really fuck with this song uh, this album. And there's a lot of songs that I really like on this album that we're not talking about though. So Will Gill, is there anything else you would like to talk about on the general side? Because um I feel like you know I didn't know I was going towards the hate already, but you kind of reminded me of it. Yeah, hold up, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> to the pro. I got one more song to bring up. All right, what's up? And it's track number eleven. All ass. All ass, baby. And I love the bouncing vibe of this record. Uh, track number 11, All Ass. Uh, and again, 
I don't know what, how other way to say it, but fucking great vibe, great hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat, beat the pot, beat the pot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then we end with all asses, a, hey, all asses, a. Hey. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not sure where the Migos is going with this hook, mm-hmm. but this shit fucking bump, dog. Yeah. Like I have a lot of fun listening to a lot of these records, mm-hmm. and all ass like. Most songs on this album is just great vibes, great hooks, <laughs> great ad-libs. And uh, to wrap up, I want to say, this is the best ad-libs I've ever heard on the album Ooh. since Young Jeezy's Thug Motivation one, one, 101. 101? Yeah. What? The ad-libs on this album is just crazy. They all perfectly fit. I find myself... Uh, <laughs> Instead of rapping along with the songs, I'm ad-libbing along with the songs. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not rapping. I'm just like finishing the ad-libs with them. And uh, great ad-libs, man. Uh, I don't know what it is, what is going on in Atlanta and the South, but <laughs> Young Jeezy was the first person to put me on on ad-libs, like yeah. how great hey. they could make a song. And Migos is uh, following up that tradition with his album, Culture, I believe. I feel like, you know, you know one thing I just thought about right now, Will Gill? If, let's say you're like you're um, somebody who don't really fuck with the Migos. You just don't really care whatever they're doing. And their songs to you, honestly, whenever you listen to the songs, they're trash. But I, I tell you this. If you go on Instagram and you scroll down and you see like one of those girls, one of those Instagram models twerking and they got the Migos song on, out of nowhere, the Migos song just gets way better. Way, way, way better. Every time I listen to, uh, if, if you're watching a twerk video, which I feel like most men enjoy and most some females enjoy too, when you're watching some girl twerk and she's listening to the Migos, all of a sudden that song gets better. Yeah. All of a sudden, that's yeah. just how I feel. I just realized that right now. I just had a moment right now. But um, you know, Migos are ignorant. Can we get ignorant right now? I feel like it's appropriate at this point. Let's get it. <laughs> no, no, because I don't fuck with nobody. Yeah, I don't fuck with nobody, like at all, nobody. So, it's very all simple. All right, it is very simple, Will Gill. Montana Pro, you took the lead on likes. Mm-hmm. I think you should take the lead on this, likes. Okay. I'm, I'm curious where you going with this. All right, all right. Oh, man. It's time to get 100% ignorant, and I fuck with the Migos, so this is kind of tough. Ooh. But... Alright, so I'm going to find one track specifically, and I listened to this album several times, and the track that I am 100% not fucking with is uh, track number 8, What's the Price? Okay. What's the Price is uh, the most emptiest song I've heard in several years. (laughs) Like, I can't tell you what that song is really about. I can't tell you if that song sounds unique. I can't tell you that song sounds special. I can't tell you anything good about that song. I can't tell you, I can't even tell you why the song is on the album. You know what I mean? Like that's so you how, don't know what the price is. The price is full of ad libs. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what the price is, and it's just like I don't know. Like on this album and on this song, just specifically, the subject matter in the production is very parallel with being super trash. Ooh. Yes, and I just feel like it just really wasn't nothing here for me. And I, okay, so that's just my Pacific song. Okay. I'm not done with my hate. Don't Ooh. cut me off, Will Gill, please. Ooh. So also, I want to say overall, with my problem with this album is just like this—the sound of it overall just sounds too similar. Okay. I, I feel like majority of this uh, majority of this album, the, the beats sound very similar. I feel like I kind of maybe heard them once or twice. Then they don't—they—they they, they sound too common. I feel like they're just staying in their box. But um, I don't know. It's just, it's just something weird and something I don't really like like too much. Like when I listen to their whole album, and I don't know if I'm being super, super, super picky, but uh, that's just how I feel about the the, the sound of it. But, um, but uh, I just feel like also the last thing I want to say really with the Migos, um, the Migos just never been good with making albums. 
The Migos, okay. the Migos have never been good with making albums. They have some good mixtapes. Some some good like you know like hood. This classics. is only their second album though, right? I guess. I mean, but I felt like they've been dropping albums. Like the the line is so blurred, and they really between just between albums and mixtapes, the line just, is blurred. Exactly, and they're dropping original production. So what's the difference? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. So it's just like I just feel like overall, when I heard the first album, uh, Young Rich Niggas, like it just it it, it, it was so like. It was so flat and so flavorless, mm. and I feel like okay, so I, I like I don't I don't really get it. People don't even remember like okay, so sometimes people talk about oh um, people don't they don't like the Migos don't make sense or whatever, but I, I, I like their album titles that make sense. What I'm, what I'm really trying to say is like their album titles, like you know the Young Rich Niggas and the No Label and um and whatever album title, it's pretty it's pretty cool. But the album itself is really a bad album, and I don't know if that goes over anyone's head. But like I seen a couple OG uh, Migo fans on Twitter saying that these guys, you know, where are these new fans coming from? Where were they? Where, where were they at when they dropped their first album? Blah 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 blah. All this all this other stuff like OG fans saying like, yo, stop jumping on the wave. The wave has already started. Y'all niggas is late. <laughs> I just want to address that Will Kill. Okay. When you like when you when this album comes on, it just sounds like bubblegum. This album, this album, and every single Migo, Migo album sounds like bubblegum. And you know what that means. But for someone who doesn't know, that means you can chew it up, spit it out, in a couple minutes, you, the flavor is gone. So I just feel like overall, like how do you expect to become real fans for somebody who can't even enjoy flavor? Oh. Like there's no, there's no real good flavor here that make me want to be like, I can carry this album. This album, this album will make it past this month. You know what I mean? Like, this album won't make it past this month. Once fucking March hits, it's over. It's over. It's over. Imagine imagine when Drake drops. Imagine. And I'm talking about Drake. You already know, but I don't want to get started, man. I'm just saying, I just feel like overall, this album and every album they drop, this never really meets the expectation or the hype. But I want to say, going back, rewinding just a tad bit, track number 10, Dead's, um, fe- uh, featuring 2 Chains, also horrible. Oh. Uh, like, I, the only niggas in trouble is Migos for wasting four minutes of my fucking life. Oh. I swear to God. I swear, oh. to, I swear to God. I swear to God. It's very disappointing when I listen to this album. has a totality. I just feel like overall... I just I don't know if I'm just being picky. When I go into this album, I'm expecting more. I'm expecting to become a fan. I'm expecting better quality content and good subject matter. But all I really get is good beats. Man. So that's on my dislike side. I feel a lot better, Will Girl. I feel like I stunned you right now, man. Yeah, man. I, I feel like you just punched me in the chest right now. Um, if I knew you was coming with heat like that, I would have went first. Oh man, yeah. Oh. I just I just had to say it, man. I just feel like I'm just saying this from like I checked out the last album and this uh, the last album we didn't do a, re- a review, so I checked it out out of the strength of Migos and I wanted to like okay this you know th- you know a new album came out they finally dropped something and that's why I felt like. When going back, rewinding even more to my um to my uh, thoughts going into this, I was hyped because I was like the perseverance that they dropped shitty albums, shitty albums, and they came back with more. <laughs> like 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 man, you know how much heart that takes. You know how much heart that takes to be like this is like you, the last one wasn't good and people weren't fucking with it, but this one right here, I don't know, man. This is me being very. Picky, but I feel like for some weird reason it's working because right now I looked at the charts right before uh, we did this podcast and it's number one. Yeah, this is the number one yeah. album in the country as of today, and also they have the number one single with Bad and Bougie. So something these niggas is doing is working, but it's not working for me. Okay, it's not working for me. Will Hill, man, oh, man, 
I know, I know, I, I know, I, I know you weren't expecting that, no. Will Gill. No. So, <laughs> so I want to ask you, Will Gill, when you got to listen to this album, was there anything specifically you were not fucking with? Yeah. First, let me address a couple things. All right. What's up? Uh, during your dislike, you talked about new fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. said, where do they come from? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I would say, my name is Will Gill. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to have this podcast. And I would say, I'm one of those new fans. What? Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, we came from Donald Glover. That's where yeah. we came from. <laughs> Childish Gambino brought us here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And if you would have asked me, he said, uh, this album has 13 songs. Yeah. And you said, Will Gill, how many good songs are on the Migos Culture album? Yeah, yeah. How many? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say 13. <gasps> what? Yeah. yeah. I would say 13 for 13. 13 for 13. I like this album. I don't know what the fuck you talking about, but I like this album. Wow. But I'm one of the new ones. I'm late. Wow. Maybe, uh, Maybe the wave you OG fans are riding yeah, on has yeah. been crashed, but this one that I'm riding wow. is brand new. And um, so I'm gonna say it like this: like I said, if you ask me if there's uh, what, how many good songs are on this 13 song, mm-hmm. uh, 13 albums thing, I would say there's 13 good songs. Mm-hmm. But there are moments in this album I did not like. Okay, what's that? And so I would say uh, track number four, Bad and Bougie, the Lil Uzi vert. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In contention. Yeah, 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 that is uh, <laughs> in contention for. I know the year is early, but that verse is going to last a while for one of the worst <laughs> verses of the year. Uh, I Lil Uzi vert. I never understood what, what, how did this happen. I don't like, know. I, I don't. I don't get one. I don't understand who listens to that and be like, man, he was swagging. Yeah. He go, um, yeah, 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 um, um, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. And then, like, uh, he has this one line. He says, uh, he switches his clothes like his flows. Switching my flow like my woes. But, like, literally, he has the same flow, like, throughout the whole song. So, yeah. it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? So, Lil Uzi Vert, straight trash with that verse. Every Filler time bars. I heard Lil Uzi Vert, it was straight trash. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. <laughs> and I would say uh, 2 Chains also on Dead's. Has mm-hmm. one of the worst verses on the song. Oh, he yeah. does like a, a bootleg Cameron uh, flow that he's trying to Chain, execute. Wayne, Wayne, yeah, Wayne, yeah, Wayne, yeah, yeah, where yeah, he yeah. does that Cameron flow and just completely drops the ball. Yeah. Um, two chains, you too old to be trying new flows. Even, even that last line, brah. Yeah, just stay in your lane, man. <laughs> um, and I would say track number 12, Kelly Price with Travis Scott. Mm. Before I got to that song, I was so excited. When I think about trap music, I think about Future, I think about Travis Scott, and I yeah. think about Migos. And so when I see Travis Scott and Migos coming together, I'm thinking I'm going to listen to something like an uh, elevated version of trap music or yeah. you know something new, something fresh. But when I hear this Kelly Price song, it literally just sounds like every other Travis Scott song I've heard. Mm. So I was pretty disappointed in that. I was pretty disappointed in the Travis Scott verse. I could see that. And uh, even though I didn't like dislike any song specifically, those are my dislikes moments. of the album. Where just moments where I feel like there could be better spots. Yeah, yeah. you know what? That's a good point. I, I like how you said just disappointed. Like especially with like, like the Travis Scott one. I felt like I, I I hyped it up and I talked about it on the general side, and that's just me being a Travis Scott fan. But if you take that away from me, is it, nah? What 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 special happened? What 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 really happens is really special on that song. Nothing. 
So I, I get what you're saying, man. I get what you're saying. Well, I'm on to the pro. Well, um, all your hate, man. Let me ask you this. What's up? Would you do you uh, consider yourself a Migos fan? Yes, sir. You consider yourself a Migos fan? Migos. Okay. So this is the perfect question to ask you. Yep. Would you buy? Oh. Would you stream? <laughs> or would you skip this album? All right, we'll go for I'm, everybody out there. All right, uh, I'm gonna be honest, 100 percent honest. Um, earlier this week, someone asked me if we're gonna review this this album next. Okay. And I told him I said, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do Migos Culture, and he said, okay, cool. What'd you think about that album? And I just told him this, and I'm gonna tell you the same thing. You should skip it. Wow. That's what I said. Oh, my mama. I told him. I looked him straight in the eye, and I said, you, you should skip it. He said, word? I've never heard you say that before, Vontae. Yes, yes, yes. And I hoped I waste. I, I didn't waste him any time, and I saved him. I saved him an hour of his life. That's what I hope. All right. Well, I need to talk to that dude because um, <laughs> I will give this album a definite stream. Okay. And I'm going to hop straight into my ratings. I'm going to go first, Vontae Pro, because okay, okay. I feel like my feelings is kind of clear, and yours is clear, too. But it's a little cloudy. But uh, I would say I, en- I I enjoy this album. Listening to it, uh, every time I listened to, it, I felt like I was having like a mini party by myself. <laughs> uh, when I listen to music, just so you guys know, I usually listen to it in the gym or I listen to it to my drive at work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, if I had the chance, I listen to it at work. And so a lot of times, I'm I'm doing my album reviews. And I'm listening to the music by myself. Yeah. And uh, every time I find myself getting into this uh, Culture Migos album, I find myself dancing, man. I, I'm having fun. I'm 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 rapping with the ad libs. I'm I'm having fun. Damn. And, um, this is not my type of hip hop that I prefer to listen to. Yeah. But I can recognize like what's good about it, and I think. The fact that you can have fun listening to the album, I appreciate that aspect of it. And I give this album, uh, Migos Culture, uh, a B minus, man. I, B minus? I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, a B minus. B minus? So, yeah. B minus? What? Like an like a, like a 80-something percent? Like an 81? Yeah, 82 percent. 82 percent. Culture Migos. Uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this album, man. Man. All right, Vaughn said it. We need, we, we, I'm happy I have you on this podcast with me because, Will Gill, I'm going to give this culture album a D for Dab. Damn. <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm going to give this album. I feel like overall, there's some high moments, there's some low, low moments that I, you know, I guess you can say that were just really bad. But I feel like it, it was a lot more hits, a lot more misses than hits. You said there's 13 for 13 for you. I'm not even halfway with it. Wow. I'm not even halfway. I'm not even make, maybe. I can't even count it right now. Okay. So overall, D for Dab. I'll keep it short and simple, man. Just you know, I was. This wasn't what I was expecting. All right, man. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Well, we're polarized on this album, so I say there's nothing else we could do but get into our clo- closing questions. Yes, sir. That's <laughs> why you take a few steps back. To go you ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. All right, man. I, I, I need some answers, Vontaine Pro. <laughs> What's up, Will Gill? All right, so Migos, there's three of them. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Offset. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Quavo. And uh, what's the third one? Takeoff. Takeoff. Yeah, yeah, Take yeah. Out of the three, which one do you think is set up to go solo and have a, uh, the best solo career out of the three? All right, can I rank them? Yeah. All right. Um, I feel like the first one is very clear, and I feel like 
Quavo is the Quavo the Honcho. Quavo. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've already heard songs that just said featuring Quavo already. Yeah. Like it didn't say featuring uh, Quavo of Migos. It just said Quavo. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like he's already set up and he's if he wanted to if he wanted to go that way he could Bobby Brown the whole thing. Yeah. So but then after that I'm gonna I'm I'm forced to give give this to Offset second just because I feel like Bad and Bougie is just Offset song. Yeah. That's what I, he's on the hook. Um, I feel like it's his idea and I feel like he just said he just presented it to the group and was like yo this is what I have I think this will be hot. Yeah. And luckily it did. Luckily, yeah. luckily it worked for them. Yeah, and luckily the- Childish can't beat them. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, luckily, very luckily. And the last one I want to say is Takeoff, only because I feel like he he just knows his position and he plays it well. Okay, he is kn- Takeoff the one that went to jail, or, or is that a that was Offset? offset. That was okay. Offset. I just feel like Takeoff. Like I said earlier in the podcast, I feel like he has the most personality. He brings the most energy, and I feel like he has the most um, crisp cut flow. But I just feel like. He just he just enjoys being in the background. I feel like he's you know like he doesn't have that star potential. Word, word but word. that's how I rank him. What you 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 feel the same way? Or? Yeah, I, I I definitely agree. Like exactly what you're ranking, and that and well, my pick uh, it would have been Quavo. It's pretty much Quavo set up to be that guy. I yeah, think. yeah. Uh, pretty much the the flow that everybody's biting. Talking about the Migos flow, it's pretty much the Quavo flow. <laughs> <laughs> that's his shit, and yeah. uh. And, I think he kills it every time he's on there. So all right, all yeah. right, all right. So I want to ask you real, real quick, Will Gill, before we get out of here. Um, all right, Migos has a totality, has a group. Um, I want to ask you because there's a lot of hype around him, and I'm, I've been a fan for a while, and I want to ask you if you feel like they're overrated or underrated as a group. Migos, or do you feel like maybe that maybe they're right where they're supposed to be? But I feel like I want to just ask you, overrated or underrated, Migos? Go. Okay. Um. For me, that I don't always listen to Migos, I always felt like they were underrated mm. until this album. Mm. Now I like I, even though I, I enjoy like this album, I feel like they're overrated now. Mm. Like the Bad and Bougie, like I don't know why I get so much credit for being a know. good song, but like it's just it's not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, I, I feel like Migos do a good job of like making their own sound even though like it's trap and trap is such like a overused sound now but they do a good job of making it their own they have their own flow their ad-libs are amazing but uh yeah and just until recently i felt they were underrated but with this culture with the uh the i I hate keep bringing it up because i feel like we're becoming repetitive at this point but I don't know what happened after that childish can be no fucking (laughs) shout out but i feel like a whole bunch of white suburban kids like i hate to do that but like you have to win over like white america to like be overrated and somehow migos did it overnight and at this point i feel like they're overrated Mm. what about you i feel like you feel similar yeah yeah i was i was really i feel like they're Especially like you said after this album, before this album came out, I felt like they were underrated. I felt like they weren't getting exactly the same respect. But I felt like this album dropped; it went number one. They had a number one single off of it. I just felt like the validation is just there right now, and I felt like people. I mean, their album did a hundred and thirty something k the first week. So whatever respect or whatever, I feel like they're right where they're supposed to be. But I feel like after this album, I feel like they're a little bit overrated at this point. Yeah, I feel like this is their peak of their career at this moment. That's what I mean by overrated. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Uh, Yeah, I feel 100% the same way. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy we can uh, agree to that. Okay. (laughs) Are you ready to wrap this up, man? 
Yeah, let's uh, go ahead and close out. If you want to let us know how you feel about this Culture Migos album, hit us up on Twitter. You can find us at HHR underscore pod. We hashtag team follow back over here. Mm -hmm. So if you fuck with us, we We fuck fuck with you. (laughs) And you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Mm -hmm. iTunes, Google Play, all these fucking platforms that host these podcasts. We are everywhere. (laughs) Hip Hop Review Podcast. Look us up. Yes, sir. Look us up and, um, you know, go to that go, go fund me and drop some cash if you can. And like my guy Will Gill said, you know, if you can't drop cash, drop a review. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, I am Vontae the Pro and I'm kicking it with my homie, Will Gill. And this is the Hip Hop Review Podcast. And God damn, we changing the podcast. Another one.